Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. Um, we are talking about the Bible tonight. So I'm curious why, what are the things, like the Bible sometimes we're like, man, it's kind of hard to read or like we struggle to read the Bible, right? That's okay. It's okay. Um, so, but what are some of the reasons that maybe you feel like, oh man, I've never really read the Bible and here's why. What are some of the reasons? Throw them out there for me. Don't, don't do a Jesus answer. We all know we struggle. We have struggles. So what are they? Tell me, what, what keeps you from reading the Bible? Time. What else? Hard to understand, right? Yeah, for sure. What else? You forget too. Real talk right there. Real talk. I, I feel that. I feel that. What else? Where do you start? Yeah, yeah, um, Okay, one more. We've got one more in here. I can feel it. Sleeping in. <laughs> My problem. That alarm, right? We snooze it every time. I feel that. Yeah, so, okay, here's the deal. That's, it's normal, and it's natural for us to, like, have things that keep us from reading the Bible, right? So I want you right now, everybody in the room, hold up, hold up a hand, and I want you to tell me either zero being like, man, I totally struggle to read the Bible. It is a, it is hard for me, real talk. Five being like, dude, I'm a pro. I do this every day. I've got this, okay? So zero to five, I want everybody to hold up your hand and show me. No, no shame here, okay? Ready, set, go. Show me your number. All right, sweet. We're all over the bat. We're all over the place. So we've We've got everywhere from like zeros to ones all the way to fives. Like we're all at different places. But here's my hope by the end of tonight is that by the end of tonight, maybe you feel like one or two higher. Like maybe if you're sitting at like a two right now, my hope is that by the end of tonight, you're like, you know what? We're moving it to three. I feel more confident about this. I could do this. So that's my hope. So let me pray real quick and then we'll get started. God, I just pray that you would be here, be present. God, show us uh, new things about your word and help it to be more accessible for us. Help us to, to learn and hear from you tonight about why it's important to read the Bible. Uh, we love you, Lord. We're grateful to be here. Amen. Okay, so first of all, why the Bible, right? I want to, before we get into talking a little bit more about it, I want to talk about why is this important? So the Bible is literally the entirety of what we believe as Christians, okay? The Bible is everything about Christianity. That's all it's based on is the life of Jesus and, and the, the stories in the scripture. So um, the New Testament or the story of Jesus is actually what distinguishes us from Jews. So the first half of the Bible is actually Judaism and the book of Judaism because Jesus was a Jew. And then the New Testament is all about what it means to live a life of a Christian. So if you are a Christian today, if you're in this room, you're like, you know what, I am a Christian. I'm really going to challenge you that you should seek to know and understand the Bible because it was left to teach us what it means to be a Christian. Um, and, and yet, many Christians, I would venture to say most American Christians, have not actually ever read the whole Bible. If we're being honest, a lot of us in this room would say, you know, I haven't read the whole Bible. But many Christians haven't even read one book of the Bible or one section of the Bible. Okay? And that's not like a shame thing. I'm not trying to shame you in this moment. But I am challenging a little bit of how can we say that we're Christian if we haven't read the book that Christianity is based on? Right? Like you're in classes, you're reading textbooks. Like, so I'm going to challenge you a little bit. We should have a conviction to read the Bible. And, uh, and I, so I really think the first step to beginning in the Bible and beginning to learn the Bible is to firmly hold to the conviction that it is important to read the Bible. Okay, that's what I really want us to settle before we talk about any of this is we have to first firmly believe that it's important and it's valuable to read scripture, okay? Um, so let's talk about what the Bible 
uh, has to say about reading the Bible. Believe it or not, it's in there. Uh, so 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17 says, but you must, and this is, sorry, so just to give a little context, this is uh, the, uh, Paul the Apostle, and he's writing to a guy that he like raised up who's now a pastor. Timothy's now a pastor, and he's talking to Timothy about the importance of Scripture. So he's saying, you, Timothy, must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So according to the Bible, like the Bible is actually God's words given to man. So it's just like the scripture says, it is the inspired word of God. So we believe according to these verses that the entire Bible is inspired by God and the whole thing is authoritative and relevant no matter what generation is reading it. It doesn't matter. It's, it has withstood the test of time. Like to the people who it was written to originally to today, it is the living and active word of God, Okay. And, and it's useful to shape our lives. And here's the thing. We don't read the Bible simply to learn stories. Um, this is not just a history book that we're reading. Um, according to these scriptures and our beliefs in Chi Alpha, we read the Bible to learn about Jesus and the, the Jesus who came to save us. Okay? We read the Bible to learn and understand the character of God because he created us. We do it to learn about ourselves and about human nature, about how God intended for us to live if we're followers of Jesus, and, uh, and to learn what's true and what's wrong with our lives to be equipped to do good works. So we listed all these reasons, right, that we struggle to get into the Bible of like, it's, we're tired, like it's hard to understand, um, like waking up late, uh, don't know where to start, what do we even do? And these might be, these are legitimate struggles, right? These are things that are hurdles. So let's talk through some of these struggles so they might be a little bit less daunting, okay? Um, so the first thing is it's hard to understand or confusing, okay? So it's hard to understand or confusing. I feel like this is one that's really hard uh, or really common. Uh, and here's what I would say is like, you are, you are in a TCU, go Frogs, right? Like you are in classes that are challenging, right? You are in college and you made it here. You had good enough grades to make it here, right? You are smart people. You are really smart people. Um, and, and you are learning in classes. Some of you guys are in anatomy. Some of you guys are in like, each of us have one in our major, right? Like we're, we all know, we all know the class we're in right now that we're like, oh man, that chemistry or oh man, that anatomy or accounting, whatever it is for you. When you have a hard time understanding something that doesn't, in college, you don't just give up on it, right? You study it, you sit, you figure out what it means to interpret this language of this class, right? And so I would just push back on that a little bit and say that you are intelligent people. You really are. And I'm not saying that as like a dig, like I, you are here. You are very intelligent. And so it's, I will agree with you that sometimes scripture can be a little bit like, man, what are they saying? But I also know that you have the ability to understand that. Um, and really, honestly, Scripture seems harder a lot of times than it really is. Um, for those of you that have read the Bible before, um, I know for me at first it was like, man, I don't know what the heck they're saying right now. And then as I read it more, I was like, I'm getting this. I'm beginning to understand the language. I'm beginning to understand what it is that they're talking about. And so um, I think really we have to make up our minds that we're willing to do the hard work to understand Scripture in the moments that it's hard. 
Okay, so first of all, it's hard to understand and confusing. The second one is I don't have time or it's too long. And honestly, this is mine. This is my big one. <laughs> like I've got three young kids. I'm like in the season where I'm snoozing the alarm all the time, if we're being honest. And so um, this is my biggest one. And a few years ago, um, I was rereading the Harry Potter series. Has, ever, has anyone ever read Harry Potter? Dude, I've read it like three times. Like I'm diehard. I love it. Um, and I was like, you know, in that same season, I was like, but God, it's just really hard to find the time. And God was like, really? Is it, Alicia? And I was like, yeah, it really is. So I have this picture. Um, <laughs> I did the math. And I was like, oh, no, there are over 4,000 pages in the Harry Potter series, of which I've read it three times. There are 1,200 pages in the Bible. Like, I had no excuse in that season. And yet it was the excuse that I was using, right? Uh, and that's okay. But God was like, hey, Alicia, like, you can you have time. You have the ability. You're just not using it. So we can read the Bible. Like if we can read the Harry Potter series in junior high, right? Uh, or Hunger Games, if you're a reader, you're like, man, all these different series, Divergent, all that stuff. Maybe you read that. Maybe also um, we can watch 30 minutes of dances on TikTok at lunch. Like we can, <laughs> like we binge watch three seasons of Grey's Anatomy in the last month as we're studying or cleaning our dorms. Like we have time, right? Myself included. I'm not just coming at y'all, y'all. I'm coming at me too. Um, we have the time, but the reality is we make time for the things we value. And, and we, if I, I have to tell myself all the time, Alicia, do you value time alone with God? Do you value time learning about and understanding him? And if we do, then we will push through the struggles. We will push through our time constraints because it's worth it, okay? We need to prioritize reading the Bible to learn more about our Savior. And just like Rosie says, we can do it. All right, guys, I believe in you. We can do it. Guys and gals, we've got this, okay? So let's talk about some ideas on how to read the Bible, okay? First of all, pro tip, find an approachable translation, Pick an approachable translation, okay? So the original Bible, um, way back in the day of Jesus, was written in three languages, okay? Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And a translation of the Bible or a type of Bible um, is the way that the words of Scripture were translated into English, okay? So scholars sit and they study all of these languages to be sure that they're perfectly translating into other languages, whether that's English, um, Mandarin, or, you know, like Spanish, whatever. They're, they're studying to be sure they're doing accurate translations. So um, there's kind of different types of translation. So I have a chart up here about the types of translation. So um, there are different like schools of thought around which one is like the best, okay? The first thing is they're all accurate, okay? Scholars have studied for their entire lives to make sure that scripture translations are accurate, but there are different versions of translation, which I feel like this is kind of helpful to, to look at and see. So word for word is like every word they're going and they're saying, okay, what is this word in Hebrew? What is this word in English? What is this word in Greek? What is this word in English, okay? And they're doing that bit by bit. Um, and that's, they are finding accuracy in that. Now, sometimes that's a little complicated because there aren't always exact words for the same thing in languages. If you've studied languages at all, you know like, hey, this word in, in Spanish does not have any e perfect equivalent in English, right? So that's when they move more towards the thought for thought or this functional equivalence means like, hey, there's not an exact word for this thing of agape love. So let's try and find a phrase that means the type of love that they would have meant in the Hebrew or the Greek, okay? So that's kind of the different types. So you've got and then paraphrase is kind of like someone's reading it and, and paraphrasing. I would say paraphrase is probably 
the least perfectly accurate, meaning it's, it's a little bit more of like an individual person's thoughts. But anything from thought to thought over is incredibly accurate, but they're just different types. So I find thought for thought or NLT. So these little letters down at the Bible are different t- at the bottom are different types of translation. So my favorite thought for thought one is called New Living Translation. And I feel like it's really, it's modern language, but it's not like edgy modern language, you know what I mean? Where you're like, it's a little far. That's a little far. So it's like, it's modern language. It's easy to understand. Um, and then the word, my favorite word for word is probably ESV, which is the English Standard Bible or version. And um, those are really good. All of these, though, are good translations. But my two favorites are NLT and ESV. Um, but here's the thing is, uh, the most important thing about a translation is find one that you will actually use. Okay, so um, some of them, if you've never read the Bible before, make sure it's a a translation that's easy to understand. Um, I know a lot of people who uh, really love this one called KJV, and um, it's a very accurate, very good translation, but it was written in 17th century uh, English. So like, if you're not in the habit of saying thee and thou regularly as you talk to your friends, it's going to be a little bit of a jump, you know what I mean? Like to understand where it's like, it's like reading the Shakespeare version of the Bible. So if you have KJV and you're like, man, this is really confusing. It's probably because you've got a bad, not a bad translation. It's an accurate translation. It's just a confusing translation for our common language. Okay. Um, And actually, um, we really so, so believe in having a physical Bible. Um, we actually have some Bibles up here that are free. If you don't have a Bible and you're like, dude, I don't, I don't actually have a physical copy of the Bible, I want you to come up here and get one. And if, if there's like not enough up here, we'll get you more. Because we really believe that like scripture is important. Scripture is valuable, okay? Um, so there's another thing too called YouVersion. Um, how many of you guys have heard of YouVersion? So it is actually an app that is free on your phone and it has every translation of the Bible, not every translation, but a ton of translations. So maybe even English is not your first language. Um, they actually have other languages in version. Uh, they have a ton of different translations. Another thing they have is maybe you're like, man, physically reading is actually really hard for me. That's one of the things that's hard for me about reading the Bible. Um, they actually, you can listen on version. You can listen to the Bible. So maybe you're like a podcast person or a sports talk person. What would it look like on one of your walks to class to listen to the Bible instead of listening to that podcast, right? So that's an option too in, in learning the Bible. But version is a great app for that. It's totally free doesn't have ads. It's not going to like sell you stuff, um, but it's a great resource. Um, and uh, here in a little bit, I really, we really will have you come up at the end of service and grab a Bible if you're like, I don't have one. We want you to have a Bible. Okay, so the second thing, the first thing is find an approachable translation. The second thing is start in the New Testament, okay? Start in the New Testament. So some of you guys are like, man, I don't really know where to start. Like, where do I even begin on this? I would say the New Testament. So we're, there's a graphic up here as well. So the Bible is kind of divided into two sections, the Old Testament, which is 39 books over here, and the New Testament, which is 27 books, okay? So the Bible is collections of letters and history books and poetry and different things like that that were written to different demographics, okay? So the Old Testament is actually also called the um, Jewish Torah. Like this is the Jewish books of wisdom literature. And they prophesied, the whole Jewish um, religion prophesied that one day there would be a Messiah. And that Messiah would come and save Israel or save the Israelites from their sins. He would come and rescue them. 
And we believe that that was Jesus. So scripture tells us there were so many prophecies about Jesus way before he was ever born, written through all of these books of the Old Testament. And then Jesus came and fulfilled all those prophecies. He was the physical son of God the, and came, who came as human form and saved us from our sin, okay? And that's what the New Testament is about, is Jesus coming, Jesus dying for our sins, and then what happened with the church after Jesus died. So... Um, that's kind of the way it's broken down. And these different books, like you'll see Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts, these are different little letters that are smaller than the whole Bible that have, they're written to different audiences. They're written different formats. Um, some of them are more like poet, poetic. Some of them are more history. Some of them are like literal letters to bodies of believers that said like, hey, you guys that live in Rome, like, hey, you Roman people, this is what we're writing to you or whatever. So that's kind of the breakdown of what scripture is. And the reality is Jesus is the foundation of Christianity. Okay. Jesus is the whole point of Christianity. And uh, sometimes I know when people try to start reading the Bible, they start at the very beginning of the Bible, which is Genesis. That's a great thing to read, but it's a lot easier to read the Old Testament or all of these books when you understand that Jesus was always the plan. So God created the world for redemption, and the, New Te the Old Testament talks a lot about a fallen world that is kind of a little bit hopeless at times, and then Jesus comes because that was always God's plan, was redemption. Um, and so Jesus, it's a lot easier to read about Jesus first and then go back and read all the other stuff. So that's why I really believe that starting in the, in the New Testament is the best place to start. So I would recommend one of the books of the Gospels, those four right there that say Jesus's life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Luke is my favorite. Okay, they're all pretty, all those four books are very similar. Um, they're just written to different audiences, different types of people or people groups. Um, but I would recommend start with one of the Gospels, then move on to Acts, which is right after Jesus died and like went into heaven, and then go into the rest of the New Testament. That's kind of what I recommend. Um, so just be sure that you start in the New Testament, okay? Uh, if that's my opinion, opinion. Uh, but anyways, the next one is we shouldn't read the word, just read the words of the Bible. We should also allow scripture to challenge our views of the world. Okay, so the way we read scripture is we don't just read it academically, we let it challenge our views of the world. So academically, reading the Bible is better than nothing. Um, like for sure, it's good to read it and just learn the stories. But even more than that is to let it really impact us. Remember what it said back in Timothy, it said, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us and teaches us to do right, okay? So the whole point of scripture, according to that passage, is to challenge our ways of thinking. Okay, so let's take an example. What am I talking, what do you mean by that? How do we not just academically read it, but let it read our, us is there's a, there's a verse in Luke that we'll read together real quick. So this is a story of Jesus and uh, it says, one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live, okay? So the academic way of reading this passage would be like, oh, cool, he answered his question. 
Neat. Moving on, right? Um, which is not bad because you're still learning about Jesus and his life. But a more like way of letting scripture really sink into our lives would be like, okay, he answered this question and he told this guy that to inherit eternal life, he needed to love God and love his neighbor. So if I want to follow the teachings of Jesus, I should love the Lord and I should love my neighbor. Which then would like letting it really read me would say like, man, Have I loved my neighbor recently? How did I act to my roommate today? How did I treat my mom when I was on the phone with her today? And then it's like, God, am I loving you with all of my mind, heart, and strength? Can I do that more? Right? That's what it looks like to allow Scripture to challenge our views of the world and not simply to read it in an academic sense. So it takes a lot of slowing down. And kind of taking those things that are, are being written and spoken in Scripture and letting it apply to our lives as well. And I really believe that if we let Scripture, if we read Scripture with the intent of letting it challenge us, our lives will be changed by the words of Jesus. I have found my own life to be dramatically changed by the life of Jesus by reading his words and, and learning more about that. So the, the last thing that I want to say is like when, where, how do we read the Bible? Like where and, and how and why do we read the Bible? So um, first of all, I think we have this picture of like, okay, in order to read the Bible, it needs to be a 75 degree day and there needs to be a hammock. I need to be sitting in the sun and journaling and it has to be at least an hour to maybe two. And that is how you read the Bible, right? And although that may be fantastic and that may be your vibe, I'm going to say that's not the normal day, okay? For, it might be for you, but it's for sure not for me, right? So I would say that, like, you know, that is good, but sometimes we wait until it's like this perfect moment of reading the Bible, and then we just never do it because, like, we don't have that perfect moment. So I would say, first of all, where? Where are you regularly? Where is somewhere that is quiet? that you can focus. Um, And I want you to think right now in your brain, where is somewhere that is quiet, that you can focus, that you are regularly, um, somewhere where you aren't distracted? Um, I know for me, that is not my bed because I'm asleep in two seconds when I read in my bed. Um, So maybe don't do it in a spot where you're used to sleeping, but maybe that's the library, right? Maybe that's in the lobby of your dorm. Maybe that is in your dorm room. Um, when do you do it? You know your schedule and you know your personality, okay? Um, I am not a morning person, (laughs) like hardcore not, especially not when I was in college. So first thing in the morning was a terrible choice for me because I was not reading it. Now I have to do it in the morning because I have kids and it's, you know, it just is life. But uh, maybe you know your personality. Do you focus best in the evening? Okay, then do do your devotional time in the evening. Read the Bible in the evening when your mind is sharp. Maybe you are a morning person. You're like, dude, I love the sunrise. Like, great. Do it when you first wake up. That's awesome. Um, I know we've got our different life group leaders. Like, Zoe's a big morning person. She does it in the mornings when she wakes up. Michelle, um, who's another one of our life group leaders, she is not a morning person. She does it at night before she goes to bed. Um, Maybe there's a class break that you have. Maybe it's over lunch that you're like, you know what? I have to eat lunch every day. So I'm going to start reading the Bible and I'm alert in the middle of the day. Maybe you do it at lunchtime, right? But you know what will work for you. Um, And then the other thing is like how long. And I would ask for you, where are you at now? What are you currently doing when it comes to reading the Bible? Are you at like zero minutes a day? Are you at three minutes a day, five minutes a day? What would it look like to increase that? 
So start where you're at. Like if you're currently at five minutes or zero minutes a day, don't be like, well, an hour is really what I should shoot for. Like that'd be great, but that's not going to happen, right? Start with like 10 minutes. Start with like, and then see like, hey, if I can get into this habit, maybe I can increase that to 15. Maybe I can increase that, increase that to 20. Like just start with where you're at. You know where you're at realistically and see how you can increase it, okay? So maybe you're like, uh, I'm currently reading the Bible zero minutes per day and zero days per week. And that's okay. That's hopefully why you're here is to learn what it looks like to read the Bible more. So maybe shoot for like three days a week. Like I'm going to start with like two or three days a week and I'm going to try for five or 10 minutes. And I know what works for my schedule. I know what's a good time of day for me. And I'm going to try that, okay? So, um, I really want us to be realistic and start knowing that it is a habit that you're building and you're learning what it looks like to read scripture, okay? But it's valuable. So um, the last part is how can we digest the Bible? Like how can we actually get something from the Bible and not just read it? Okay, so first method is SOAP, S-O-A-P, okay? S stands for scripture. So as you're reading, underline a scripture that stands out, like one sentence, one Bible verse or sentence that kind of stands out to you, that as you're reading, you're like, huh, I didn't know that about God. And O stands for observation. So what do you observe about that verse? What does that verse say to you about who God is? Or what does that verse speak to you? What, do you, what kind of made you stop and think about that verse? Application would be, how do I take that observation and apply it to my life today? So like we did with that verse in, in Luke where we said, hey, God said this, have I been good, a good to my neighbor? Have I been good to, have I been loving God with all my mind and heart? And then P is just a prayer. So whatever you just wrote about, that observation and the application, it would be like, God, help me to be kinder to my roommate. Help me to do this thing that you've, you've, know, you've pointed out to me through your word, okay? Um, another one is summarizing the passage. So after you read a little chunk of the Bible, um, stop and kind of summarize what you just read. So in your brain, be like, hmm, what did I just read? Okay, Jesus just talked to a religious leader, and he said, like, how do I inherit eternal life? And so you summarize it in your brain so that you're kind of absorbing what you just read, not just like reading a page and having nothing go into your brain, like what happens to me first thing in the morning. Um, the other thing is, what does this passage reveal to me about the nature of Christ or the character of God? That's one that I have found to be really cool. It's like, I will read that passage in Luke and be like, man, what did I learn about God's character through this? Like, what did I learn about who Jesus is? And just be like, you know what? I think I'm realizing like he wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to serve him. He wants us to know him. Like it helps to kind of understand what am I learning about who God is and what I just read. Um, the next one is like uh, paraphrasing the passage, which is a lot like summarizing. It's just like more line by line, like paraphrasing each verse rather than summarizing a whole chunk of verses. Um, Another one is question and answer. Like write down as many questions about the passage as you can in five minutes or two minutes, whatever. Um, and then like you can either answer them yourself. You can ask your life group leader or your life group friends like, hey, what do you think this means? Here's this question I had about this verse I just read. Like what do you think that is? Um, and then the last thing is meditate. Meditate on scripture. So 
Um, Eastern meditation is more about like, hey, how can we empty our mind and our heart of everything else? Like, right, it's kind of this idea of like, how do we empty ourselves completely? And Christian meditation is actually how do we fill ourselves completely with God? So what meditation looks like is like, hey, maybe I read one passage, one, one verse, one little sentence from Psalms today. And what would it look like to like put that on my lock screen on my phone or write it on a sticky note and put it on my planner and just all day long be thinking about this thing, this verse that God gave me and meditating on it and dwelling on it. It talks about that in scripture over and over again that all all day long I meditate on your laws. I meditate on your words, meaning I am filling my mind and heart with God's word. Okay. So those are some different ways that we can kind of absorb what we're reading or kind of like learn more about what we're reading. So um, our hope really is to walk away from our time reading the Bible, having actually read it, having started in a place where it's going to make more sense, using a translation that like we can understand and we can actually read, okay, and, uh, and remembering something about what we read learning something about God and learning something about ourselves uh, in the process. And we really want to get this into our hearts and minds and learn the words of God so that we can be shaped by them. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.